we like to psychologically attack our listeners. Yes. yes. We find that's really helpful for creating yeah. a good fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel good. <laughs> it just makes me feel good. <laughs> psychologically attack. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> hey, hello, and welcome to Spooky Sips, where we put our love of horror movies into a podcast and sip some spirits along the way. I'm one of your hosts, Yvette, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Laura and Brianna. Hello. Hey. All right. So we just finished watching the 2000 and was it 22 or 23? I think 22. Last year. 22. Okay. Pearl. If you guys have not seen this movie, it is a wild ride. I highly suggest that you watch it before listening to this podcast. But basically, it's about this young girl named Pearl who's trapped and isolated on her farm in 1918 while she's going through an epidemic very similar to what we are or were, you know, there's lots of masks and stuff, but basically she's put in charge of taking care of her father under the uh, strict thumb of her German mother. And she is an aspiring star. She wants to be on the stage one day. She has yeah, big dreams, she has big dreams and hopes. She's a star. She's a star. And that is what this movie is about. And it basically goes downhill very quickly from there. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And this is technically a prequel to X, which we have all watched before. I feel like, you know, I don't want to talk too much about another movie uh, while we watch this one, but it, it did kind of just stand on its own. Like you, you don't need to have watched X. And I think you could actually watch X after watching this one. You could. Yeah, like if anything, it makes X better. But anyway. I agree. <laughs> and we'll mm-hmm. eventually, as we talk through this, we're gonna have to go to X because I feel like there's some comparisons that need to be made. Oh yeah. Um. But so we, the reason why we all wanted to watch Pearl was because we watched X and we're not expecting it to be that good, and oh. we all loved that movie. Loved. So, it was so good. So then we were like, well, we gotta watch Pearl. So yeah. Okay, well, let's just, can we just start at the beginning? Yes. Because the intro to this movie, like, I wrote it in my notes. I wrote, she is a Disney princess. Yes. We get Pearl getting glammed up in the mirror, get her little dance sequence, and then she goes to the farm and she's talking to all the animals, you know, about how she's going to make it one day. Mm-hmm. It is the colors, I mean, it is Technicolor. It is, it is. bright. It is Technicolor. It is, yeah, it is beautiful. Like, her entrance really is, I wrote in my notes, like, she's straight up a Disney princess right yeah. now. Yep. Oh, totally. I feel like it It did not feel like a horror movie intro. It felt like the opening to a, a drama romance. Yeah. Um, And just their home is so beautiful. And yeah, the Technicolor, I feel like it was giving me old Hollywood vibe. Mm-hmm. I um, thought the same thing. Yes. And it was just like the, the, the colors. It was so bright. So also, I just got a brand new TV where it's giant and the colors are really bright. So mm-hmm. I was like, is this just my TV or is the movie made oh, this way? Oh, nice. But mm-hmm. the movie was made this way because I feel, I almost feel like it reminded me of, you know, in The Wizard of Oz when everything's black and white and then all of a sudden it's super bright colors, like almost... Mm-hmm just unrealistically bright. That's yep. what it made me think of instantly. 
That's yeah. what it made me think of too. Yes. And that was one of the T.I. West, the director, creator, he quoted Wizard of Oz as one of his inspirations. That makes sense. Yeah. He nailed it. He, he said he he wanted to quote, he said he wanted a demented Disney movie. And I think he absolutely nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. He did a great job. Even later in the movie, I loved when, you know, Pearl, like it's it's a little bit later. She's, you know, sad. She's dreaming of making it big and she's looking out her window. And then we see a shooting star right after she just wishes to make it on the screen. You know, it's like, yeah, she's wishing upon a star, you know, her dreams, they have to come true. Mm-hmm. It is, it, I love, I love the intro. I love the intro to Pearl. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Because yeah. I also feel like, and I'm sure we'll kind of get into this, but, um, for a large portion of the movie, yeah, it's like it's like off kilter. Like it makes you it, it's not quite right, but it's not scary. No, I would say until like the first like two thirds of the movie, it's not even really like horror slashy slasher scary anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it does make you feel weird. <laughs> it, yeah, it's got this almost like anxiety inducing yeah element to it where it yeah. leaves you feeling very uneasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So because we were talking about the setting, the opening scene, should we talk about, I know, I know we're, we'd get into it right away, but what we're sipping on. Oh yeah. I mean, might as well. Cause it's, I it's feel very like fitting. It, it opens up, you see a, a shot of this technicolored farmhouse. And then we should talk about Yvette, you picked the drink. I did. Okay. So we, I feel like we've done cocktails recently and I feel like mm-hmm. it'd be good to just go back to a wine. So very like good fitting wine. I found the farmhouse. It is called farmhouse. I have no idea who makes it. It's a California red wine. Nice. I also feel like California makes sense, right? She has dreams of making it on the screen. I think Hollywood, yeah, totally. California red blend. Makes Honestly, sense. it's pretty solid. I mean, it's just kind of like a solid red blend. Yeah. Noma, California. And um, they also sell it in Utah. So yes, I am we all excited. have it, which is yeah. perfect because that's not always the case no. with wine. That's no. actually usually not the case <laughs> yeah. with wine. Okay, I, I do have to say, I was kind of surprised how hard it was to find a wine because I thought I had so much to work with. I went to the grocery store with a list. I was like, we could do obviously farms. We could do becoming a star. We could do Hollywood. We could do anything like screen related. Alligators would be great. Pearl would be, I had a list and I was there for probably an hour before I found this. It was on the bottom shelf tucked back. (laughs) And I found it at the very end. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well done. It was worth the hunt because it was was worth it. It I have a very thick pour tonight because, well, I shouldn't say tonight. It is two in the afternoon. It is. This is an early. (laughs) I am coming off of a mimosa brunch and then um, decided to just split the bottle with my husband. So I have half a bottle in this glass right now. Oh, my gosh. James got the other bottle in the other room. We'll see how he fares at the end of this. Like you have the bottle just next to me ready to go. So I can't. I won't judge too much. It's also an hour earlier. Oh, over right. here. That's true. Yeah. This is a 1 p.m. wine for me. It's great. I love it. I hey, love it's Sunday. It's all right. I love drinking red wine in the yeah. middle of the day. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It, it's kind of a lighter one. You know, yeah. it's it's a little lighter. It's a blend. It's a blend, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it is. It just, 
It doesn't say what it is. It just says red wine. I love that. It's table. Red red. Just a red, red wine. I love that. (laughs) Well, it's delicious. Okay. Well, do we want to get into the kills? I mean, for this movie, I have the first death and I don't know if it'll match your guys' first death. Okay. Yeah. I did have kind of a hard time tracking some of these. What's your first one? Mr. Goose. Oh, the first death is oh my gosh you're so right okay i'm updating my list (laughs) updating it okay so pearl Pearl lives on this farm yvette was already kind of talking about how she's like you know dancing around talking to like the cow and all the animals about how she's going to be a star and then while she's in the middle of this like she's just spinning and flowing um well, she's in the middle of this dance. This little cute little goose waddles into the barn. And she's been like dancing with this pitchfork. Poor buddy. And you just you just know what's gonna happen. Yep. All of a sudden you just see this stab. And then she walks the bloody goose on the end of the pitchfork out oh to the so they live, is it a lake or a river? It's like a little it's, lake, I yeah, thought. Yeah, like a lake or a swamp, even yeah, like almost a swamp, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it's filled with alligators and, uh, she just feeds the goose to, um, what's the alligator's name? Theta. Theta. What is it? Theta? Theta. T-H-E-D-A. Anyway, so she- I only know because I, I listened to it with subtitles. <laughs> I did too, but I already forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the first death. What I had was Mr. Goose. That's it. Yeah. No. That's right. We need to take a moment for Mr. Goose. Yep. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. It's so sad. Nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for first, okay. I did have um, an attempted murder. I feel mm. like I, because we have to talk about it where Pearl rolls her dad back over to the swamp and calls yes. Theta again. Mm-hmm. She's so close to pushing him over. When I mean, she's when mom stops, yeah, she's ready. Like she's right there. She's saying her goodbyes. She's like, okay, like you need to go. I've had enough. It's my time. Just gonna feed you the skater really quick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because we, I mean, we already kind of talked about they're in this middle of the pandemic. So it's like the, it's the Mm -hmm. 1918 Spanish flu, and they kind of have um, gotten to the fact where so Pearl's dad got the flu and it basically makes him catatonic yeah he's in this Mm -hmm. wheelchair he can eat but he can't even really talk um there's this one really upsetting scene where pearl is responsible for bathing him they bathe Um, together way too often for my comfort She's like taking this bath in front of him and it's like very just sexually charged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like he, the poor dad has no choice. He's just sitting there like, yeah, kind of watch her. She's bathing and like opening and flicking her legs around. Yeah. (laughs) It's very upsetting. (laughs) It is. It is. It's upsetting. (laughs) But yeah, so, so that's the, that's the first attempted death. Um, But then um, very strict German mom comes and finds her and is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we interrupted then. Uh, but then the first, okay. I, I tried to make note of when she actually died the next or the first official death I wrote is Ruth Pearl's mom. Yeah. 
I I wrote that that was the the first true a, or attempt and almost death, but she, I don't think Ruth died until, until later after several of the other murders. I couldn't tell. So yeah, maybe you're right. Actually, she may not have. I don't think she did. She was down in the cellar, but right? I think she was just flopping around. Yeah. I scratched it in my notes so many times. I was like yeah. one, two, and I was like, no, no, three is over here. But that was the first, I guess, we could say true attack. So we could talk yes. about that anyway. Yes. Okay. The she was attacked first, but potentially died third. I yes. think on the that's list. what I think. Okay. So this comes after we get mom's dialogue at dinner, right? I wrote this as dinner scene number one mm-hmm. that we need to talk about. Because mm-hmm. Ruth has had enough of Pearl shenanigans. Right. Yeah. We get one, she's had enough. And two, she knows something about Pearl and who Pearl is yes. deep down. Yes. And how and and this was my my one quote from the movie that I wrote down. She tells Pearl, malevolence is festering in you. Yes. Like, how great is that line? I love that. I want to start using that for some of the kids I work with. (laughs) Malevolence is festering in you. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so good. Yeah, so she she goes into this whole, right, monologue about just, Mm -hmm. you know, how hard things have been for her too, what she knows about Pearl. And they it turns into like a physical fight, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Because also the mom also tells Pearl, like, um, I feel like I fail. Like every time I look at you, I feel like I fail. Oh, that's right. And then she just just loses it. And then it turns into this physical fight. um, And... Because they're fighting, the mom, I don't know if she backs up into the fireplace or Pearl kind of pushes her. I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah. I don't think it's fully intentional to light no, her on fire. No, but I think yeah. she's just is shoving her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't realize she's shoving her into the fire. Right. Mm-hmm. So the mom backs up to the fire and then gets shoved and then mm-hmm. catches on fire. Mm-hmm. And like the way that she catches on fire, like it's so tiny at first and she like looks back at it and it's almost like she's like, oh, we can get it out. Like, cause yeah. it's so small at first. Yeah. It's just like the tip of her dress where it's like, oh, okay. Like this isn't too dramatic, right? Not too bad. And then it just, <laughs> the next thing you know, engulfs, she's literally <laughs> engulfed in flames. Mm-hmm. And then we just Wild. see pearl dragging her mother's smoking body down into the basement yeah well we should say like she throws water at her like the corn wasn't it boiling water Uh, too like i swear they showed it it bubbling on the stove where it's like okay i guess it's water like water did help okay you're you might be right i i where I think that water was boiling. But so now she's got water burns on top of the fire yeah. burns. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think this is when there was that cool, um, I kind of, I tried to look up the term for it, that iris transition. It was the same thing we saw in Dr. Caligari and in um, oh. mm-hmm. Crimson Peak, where it like, they kind of showed like the mom and like um, smoking. And then it's like the black circle comes to a point and like closes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I just, I like that there's so many of the movies that we've seen that have that kind of nod to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
it gives it that old timey feel, which I think is what they were going for. And they probably too, took you know? it from Dr. Caligari. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Like, I'm sure. yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. So that's like maybe death number one, attack number one for sure is what we'll call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then number two, I don't know even if we get his name. We have the projectionist. The projectionist. I think maybe at first, I don't think we knew his name for the whole movie until um, the next scene we're about to talk about. She ends up saying something about Johnny. Like Johnny's in the lake or something like that. Okay. Okay. So So, maybe Johnny. Or the projectionist. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. So should we talk about how the projectionist comes to be in this Yeah. Yeah. So I think we got to backtrack a little bit. So Pearl's living on this farm. She's very repressed. She's living with catatonic dad, very strict mom. She wants to be a dancer. Um, At one point, um, she gets sent into town like a couple of times. to get medicine or like to get the medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's supposed to get dad's medicine, but she ends up, um, the medicine is like 10 cents Mm -hmm. and she, or no, sorry. The medicine is eight cents, but mom sends her in with 10 cents. So she's got two cents left over and she goes and she sees the pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the one picture that she first sees is, um, cause she's obsessed with dancing. That's what she wants to do. Um, and it's all about dancing and they, they have this song. It's this, the wee wee Marie song <laughs> the wee wee Marie. <laughs> i loved that song so much i was like is this a real song <laughs> it was just so cheesy yeah um so yeah so she watches the the wee wee marie and then she meets the projectionist um and he's like hey baby ever want to come watch these shows like Ooh, come to the yeah, door backstage <laughs> like Back to see door. you in one of those films <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh a fun fact for that the movie that she saw the what was it called i think it was called like the palace follies yes palace follies right yeah, yeah um yeah. in 1918 all films were silent so there wouldn't be sound but i did see some people say online that that isn't necessarily a mistake but pearl is um unwell so she would totally imagine music playing i see you know and i do feel like i mean in the movie we get her like imagination shown right she's on stage and performing and stuff so maybe not a mistake she added wee wee marie to the palace follies yeah okay now is it imagination or delusion we'll get into that in our psych segment (laughs) (laughs) i literally have that written the the second thing in my psych notes is imagination or delusion (laughs) Um, yeah so we meet the projectionist right they hit it off yeah so yeah they hit it off and he invites her back but she's like no i gotta get back so she rides her bicycle again, looks like the witch in Wizard of Oz, riding yeah, her bicycle to and yes. from town. That was straight out of the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She makes a little pit stop in the cornfield to oh, go my God. and um, hump a scarecrow. <laughs> no, we need to talk about this. We are just going to say that. We need to get in. No, it's because she loses the film. Yeah. Um, oh, the little picture. Right. Like the little picture she put in her front pocket. Yeah. And it flew off. That scarecrow I, scene. It was amazing. Yeah, that was <laughs> upsetting. So good. All I thought about is, okay, so some of us are fans of Bo Burnham. And he has this song where he's like making fun of country music. 
And like in the song where he's making kind of fun of country music, he's like, you know, talking about like this woman who's out in a out in a cornfield with her hands up and he starts like making out with her and he's like, oh god, it's a scarecrow. <laughs> and that's all I was thinking about. <laughs> A good one. Uh, that is quite the um romantic intimate scene yeah it's so she, good. So she goes into the cornfield she climbs up where the scarecrow is kind of like posted up on his like pedestal she ta- she brings him down so that they can dance and have this romantic dance together yeah she's like may um, i have this dance <laughs> yes and it's actually very sweet but the mask on the scarecrow is horrifying so creepy she it's, takes his hat, the scarecrow's hat. Yes. yes. The okay, my favorite part of that though, and like, I, and I wrote it down is you know they go from dancing to um more than dancing, and at one point she just stops and she stares at him and she's like I'm married like as yes. loud as she can like screams it at the scarecrow and I yep. died mm-hmm. I died yep. <laughs> yep. you just see. Just the insanity, unhinged, unhinged. side mm-hmm. of Pearl. Yes. See, now I feel like she was kind of putting the projectionist mm-hmm. into the scarecrow. Like I feel they, they show it. Oh yeah, they do. Okay, we yeah, because they show him. Because I think it's like her his him. face flashes on the scarecrow's face, and then that's when she—that's when she screams. says, "I'm married." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, normally I watch the movies like right before we record, but I think it's been a week and a half, so clearly my memory is gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then she's like, I think she's kind of wrestling with her sexual desire for yeah. the projectionist with um the fact that she's married. So I guess we haven't mentioned that yet. So Pearl's married, but yeah. her husband is off to war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Howard is his name, right? Howard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's off to war. So she's just like living at home with her parents. Mm-hmm. Super repressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at some point then she goes back because she wants to see, oh, mom realizes that she was using the extra two cents instead of bringing her the change mm-hmm. um she was using it for something that she's lying about so i think pearl tells mom like oh i got some candy yeah um, but really it was to see the movies so then she just goes back to the projectionist back door and is like hey she yep. a movie <laughs> and he does show her another movie oh uh, yes sexy yes. movie <laughs> So that is a real movie. Is it? I was wondering. Shown, and many people credit, they think this is the first porn film. Nice. Like that was ever made. Now yeah. the projectionist does say, I think he says it's from like France, right? Like, oh, in Europe, they're doing all kinds of things. Yeah. There is a lot of mystery behind the movie. Like a lot of people have kind of like, so no one knows who's in it. Like no one actually knows the people. They oh. haven't been like credited or anything. Cause obviously it was made kind of secretly. But a lot of people think it was actually made in New Jersey. Oh, in the US. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, not quite French, but definitely the first American porn film. Mm-hmm. Um, it oh. is known as, wait, what's it called? It's called A Free Ride, also mm. known as A Grass Sandwich. Ah! <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. And with that, I'll just leave. <laughs> A grass sandwich. 
I will say for it being the first porn, it's pretty progressive. I mean, it's not just a couple having sex. It's a threesome. Oh, yeah. So. And it's outside. It's like just on the side of the road. By a tree. Yeah. No, it's pretty sandwich. (laughs) The old grass sandwich. So yeah, a real movie. All right. Well, I know what movie is next on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I next week, join us. That's for spooky sips after dark. <laughs> That's for sexy, sexy, sexy sips. sips. Yes. That'll be our first sexy sips movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh, I guess we've much. gotten away from the kill. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so go, projectionist. Back, <laughs> go back to the projectionist, to his kill. Mm-hmm. We got sidetracked by porn. Okay. So this is after the dinner and everything. I think at this point, Pearl feels like she's free because yes, mom is her her mom's in the basement, maybe locked in the basement. Definitely not go. No, she's alive. She's alive because she's pounding. Yes. On the door. Yes. Yes. Okay. Which if you hear any pounding while listening to this podcast episode, we're just trying to recreate that ambiance. It's just the person that I have trapped in my basement. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry worry about it. it. Don't worry about it. It's the dog. Okay. Or the neighbor's construction. Either one. We'll leave (laughs) it. One or the other. Or a person trapped in my basement. (laughs) So eventually Pearl goes back to the projectionist. She's feeling good. He offers to drive her home. Right. Which is. Well, yeah, because she's like he I think he kind of maybe wants her to stay or she she leaves early because she's like, I've got to go practice. Yes. But where did this practice happen? Because, oh, yeah, she wants to she's going to audition in this like church dance competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be her big break. Um, so she's like, I've got to go early. So he offers to drive drive her home. But then she's like trying to have sexy time with her while her mom is trying to escape from the basement. I keep wanting to say fruit cellar because I think we just watched Psycho. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's in the fruit cellar. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So she ends up forgetting to practice. Um, and then he's like starting to catch on that mm-hmm. she cray. Yeah. He's like, yeah. maybe I don't want none of this. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm thinking my order was all borked because Mm. she tells the projectionist to wait outside, right? Well, she goes in and gets things ready. Is that when she kills her dad? No, no, no. So the the next kill is projectionist. Okay. She just puts her dad in the room. Okay. That's right. Just takes her dad away. Mm -hmm. And then dad and then. Um, mom, so I actually think mom might be fourth. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay, just we'll just nix all of that. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so we're the projection is back. Historians. <laughs> no. That was bad. I was trying to think of another word. <laughs> of something we're not. Yeah. We're, we're not everything else. Thing. We're not okay. <laughs> is a chronologist something? A chronologist? Yeah. A time- I think so. We're not timekeepers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, okay. I shouldn't, mim- I shouldn't have mimosas before we record. Oh my God. Good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Projectionist is now in her bedroom, right? They're trying to have mm-hmm. some sexy time, mm-hmm. but he hears thumping or 
Oh, yeah. And he's like, what is that? He's like, what's going on? She's like, oh, it's the dog. Like, don't even worry about it. But he's like, hey, like, don't you have like an ill dad that we should check on maybe, you know? So he goes and tries to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Yes. And she ends up introducing him to dad. Like, this is my Mm -hmm. dad. Um, But then she's like, oh, come see my barn animals. Yes. Yes. So she takes him out there, and at this point, he's seen enough crazy to realize, like, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to leave, and then she starts, she snaps. She's like, why would you leave? What did I do wrong? Yeah. She just feels rejected. Yeah. And it's almost like he's in that same place where the goose was. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he walks into the barn, kind of like the goose walked into the oh, barn. Oh, yeah. Same spot. So maybe we got some foreshadowing there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's a good yeah. catch. Mm-hmm. Poor goose. Poor goose. <laughs> Poor projectionist. So she ends up similar to the goose. She stabs him through the throat. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> With the pitchfork. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. <laughs> While he's in his car. And then the car yes. drives off because I think he'd already turned it on or I something. Think so. so he's stabbed as the car is just rolling away. Oh, yeah. It's just driving while he's just like coughing up blood. That yeah. scene was amazing. So good. And then at some point, um, like she like catches up to the car and she's mm-hmm. just screaming at him mm-hmm. while he's like dying. And her scream <gasps> is just. It's blood curdling, not in a that she's terrified way, but that she is terrifying. Like, yeah, yeah. it's so good. It is yelling. I just wrote OMG. Yeah, (laughs) I just wrote, oh God. (laughs) So then she stabs him one more time. And again, I think this one, maybe the first one she stabbed him through the chest. And then this is the one where she stabs him like into the mouth and it like goes out the back of his throat. Mm -hmm. Um, Really gruesome. It's intense. Yeah. Very intense. intense. Yeah. So then she goes back into the house. Mm-hmm. Yes, because she's got a clean daddy because he's he hasn't been tended to for a while because mom's been in the fruit. Right. Or, not the fruit cellar. The basement. We'll <laughs> say it's the fruit cellar. Okay. Fruit cellar. <laughs> so she's like covered in blood giving her dad a bath. Yeah. Which is really gross. Yeah. Just completely unhinged. Completely unhinged. So then she decides to kill dad. Yeah, I, yeah. And this time has come. I, I will say that I do feel like her motivation for killing dad is a bit different than mom. And we'll get into this a bit in psych. Mm-hmm. Um, but she whispers to him before she kills him, you are loved. And then puts a pillowcase over his head and suffocates him. It's a more gentle death. It is a yeah. more sort of. Yeah. yeah. I, I still don't think he wanted to die. Oh, no. no. No, you know, like obviously we don't get to see a lot of uh, movement or reaction from dad, but I I feel like we get it in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Of like he's like I don't I don't want this. I'm afraid. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then this is where I wrote down that we see her. She dumps Johnny, or aka the projectionist, mm-hmm. in the lake with the gator. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Keeping Theta well fed. Yeah. Very well fed. <laughs> Note that she does not dump mom or dad in the lake no she wants to keep them close Mm -hmm. close to home yep Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) um so yeah those are 
those are the other deaths so far. And I feel like before we talk about the next death, we kind of have to talk about what leads up to it. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. So she goes to like the most surreal dance audition I have ever seen. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, With her sister-in-law, Mitzi. Sister-in-law, yeah. Mitzi. So Pearl has stolen Who's another really one of her supportive. mom's dress. She's it's so nice. nice. Like she really wants the best for pearl like mitzi is better okay she's prettier she's more talented yeah. she has more money and yet she is never gonna rub that in pearl's no. face all she ever yeah. does is try to help pearl yeah but pearl she hates her. trying to be there for her mm-hmm. yep but anyway so they do so this audition <laughs> so Pearl is in the audition and she's like dancing her little heart out, just flailing her arms and she's hearing her own music. And ba- basically the people are like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> we're we're going to go another direction. And they're and nice enough about it. They are nice. Yeah. She just like won't hear it. Right. And <sighs> so she has like the ugliest realist rawest cry like there's just snot coming out of every pore like she's just she's scream crying like it is that is what it is scream cry it is like it's her only reason for living is to be a dancer like a famous dancer and they've just this was what she believed was her shot like this was it yeah Mm -hmm. oh and then poor Mitzi, poor Mitzi, just trying to comfort her. She's like, "Let me, let's, let's walk home. I'll come yeah. back with you. It's gonna be okay." They get back to the house, and as they're doing that, I just wrote down in my notes, "Mitzi, you're gonna die." Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. Yes, and we, Mitzi, we loved you, but you dumb bitch. Come on, <laughs> yes. just yeah. go home. Oh. <laughs> uh. Okay, so I I mean, I guess before the death, we need to talk about Pearl's monologue, confession, rant. Highlight of the movie for me. Because I really want to talk about Mitzi's reaction. So yes, talk about Pearl first. Yes. So so Mitzi, again, just trying to be a supportive sister-in-law. She knows something's wrong. And, you know, she's like, okay, like, talk to me. You know, Pearl you know, admits that something's off and she needs, she wants to tell Howard something. And so Mitzi's like, let's, let's practice. Practice on me. Practice on me. I'm Howard. Talk to me. And Pearl is like, okay. Okay. Yeah. This is a good idea. And she just, how long was that model? I think it was seven. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it was like seven minutes. It was like seven minutes. Like uncut. It was Well, and actually, like, I, this is the only fact that I saw about this movie is that it was done in like three parts, Mm -hmm. but the last part, the, the last five minutes, they wanted it to be one seamless cut. So five straight minutes of it are uncut. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just fully her. It's because, yeah, yeah. there might've been parts where they like then pan to Mitzi but for it felt oh, like so, all yeah. you were doing mm-hmm. was watching the actress who plays Pearl what is her name Mia Goth yeah Mia Goth mm-hmm. um and just a great piece of acting yeah like because she yeah she's just she's going on about um like so she admits she hates Howard her mm-hmm. husband 
Um, she resents him. She resents him. She feels jealous. Um, that like so Howard and Mitzi come from money. And so mm-hmm. Pearl kind of, I think, or not, I think she confesses like she, one of the reasons she married Howard was to kind of get out of this poverty living on the farm. Mm-hmm. And Howard right. rejects his own upbringing and is like, nah, I want to live on the farm with you. Yep. <laughs> and then JK, I'm going to go to war. <laughs> yes. Because Mitzi tells her we had a doctor who was ready to, I think, give him some diagnosis or something so he could have evaded the draft. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. chose to go to war mm-hmm. and yep. leave Pearl there. Yes. It is. Oh, it's so good. She just lets it all yep. out. Like and not only the resentment, but then also that she hurts things and she's yes. done bad things. Oh, yeah. So she admits that, like, you know, it kind of started out innocent enough, but um, at some point she also admits to that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then did did the baby just die? She. I think the baby just died. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think she like yeah. Mm-hmm. But then she talks about, yeah, like kind of like feeling okay about hurting things. Like, and she mm-hmm. doesn't really know, know why. Yep. And then she admits that she has this desperate need to be loved. She just needs to be loved. Yeah. Um, But that being murderous feels good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I think she just says, yeah, like first it started out with animals and then, you know, with yep. mama and... You know, yeah. the just and daddy and full confession. Yep. Yeah. Just full confession. <laughs> and then like, Diana. I just love the sister-in-law's reaction. Like, cause she's kind, she but she's also Terrified. like honest. She's like, yeah. what the fork? Like, yeah. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what she says, but okay. she's basically like, um, that's <laughs> not cool like like it's and she's trying so hard to still be like empathetic mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but also like i gotta go yeah okay <laughs> yeah. i gotta go okay so i'm out yeah. but before she can leave pearl's like i think she says something like oh and it's okay that you got the part you know yes. if it wasn't me i'm glad it's you and Missy tries to play it off. She's no, no, like, like what are you? No, no. no, like what are you talking about? Like I didn't, I didn't get it. Like it, I didn't, I didn't get it either. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. And Mitzi admits that she did, in yep. fact, get the role in this dance audition. And that that probably seals her coffin. <laughs> oh, I think you can see it in the eyes of Pearl. She's yes. just like, oh, yes. no. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was the fact that she had just confessed murder to her i it was 100 percent that she got the dance audition yes. mm-hmm. place yes. instead of her mm-hmm. yep so um pearl ends up chasing mitzi with an axe yep and so poor mitzi with her cute little kitten heels he's trying and i love her dress by the way i know it's great i know um so I she and like her beautiful little curls and so she's like trying to like run down the pathway which she's so bad at running if you had seen x mm-hmm. this part is where it all seemed very familiar mm-hmm. like it all looked like some scenes that i remember seeing yeah x um 
So she's, she's chasing Mitzi and she ends up like stabbing her while Mitzi's running. Like literally yeah. stabs her in the back <laughs> yeah. with an ax and then just keeps going. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. gruesome. And then we cut to her chopping her body up. Well, right. so, and this is this is why I think actually mom might have officially been the last death. Because mm-hmm. it cuts between these scenes of like, so you see like, okay, Pearl's chopping Mitzi, and then she's like snuggling up to mom and being like, oh, mom. And then she's yeah. chopping while mom is dying and like yeah. burned mostly to death. Right. And then she's um, like chopping and then snuggling. So it's like this weird counter scene. Of yeah. Doing yeah. That, doing that. So agreed. I actually do think mom is the so last. Maybe one. mom was last. She yeah, was like the right. first murder attempt, but the last to yep. officially, officially die. I agree. Yeah. So I she was so. suffering for a while down in that fruit cellar. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Poor mother. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then after after we get this this last death, we get dinner scene number two, as I <laughs> titled it mm-hmm. where pearl has brought mom and dad back to the dinner table mm-hmm. and them right they're, they're dressed yes yes they're ready to go they're cleaned up and yeah she brings the maggot infested pig so we had to the table how, how we first saw this pig was mitzi's mom so pearl's mm-hmm. mother-in-law brought but when when parents were alive she brought she brought them a pig and was like hey i got yeah, this pig you want it very beginning yep mm-hmm. it's all just checking in you know yeah so you guys are doing bringing some food yeah and and the mom this mom that's super harsh and stern is just like i don't want your charity yeah, so she's they, like we do not accept charity so they just let it rot on the porch yeah and mitzi and- sees it yeah. Like when she comes over and she's like, is that the pig? Yeah. <laughs> I think the projectionist sees it too. I he think does. everyone sees the pig. Yeah, so yeah. Throughout throughout the movie, it's almost like as Pearl's oh, yeah. anger and murderous tendencies build, so do the maggots in the pig. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> by the time it's brought to the table, it is like it's fully so- decrepit, infested, disgusting. Yes. yes. Pig. She sets it right. In, like she sets oh. She sets everything up like it's just a regular dinner. Dinner. Because I think it's not just the pig that's rotting. I think it's also been all the rest of the food that has not been eaten since she yeah. had that fight with oh, her mom yeah. before the yeah. fire. So it's all this like moldy, rotten. Yeah, the rest of the food, food is moldy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I mean, if you're going to serve something to dead people, it might as well be like moldy. It doesn't need to be great. Okay? True. It doesn't okay. need to be fresh. They don't <laughs> care. It's not going to hurt them. No, it's not. I mean, what's it going to do? Kill him? <laughs> and that's it, right? Well, so then we have Howard comes See, home. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because right. I thought they were going to end it there. I, like, totally I, wrote, I thought like, I thought that would be the end is this weird dinner scene that she sets up. But no, no. as this weird scene is being set up, we see a truck, like an army truck arrive Mm -hmm. outside the house and they drop someone off and howard is home poor howard he walks into the dining room where the dead parents are just like because everything is even more decayed than when we saw her set up so it's like it's been been time a while yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
And then, so she's, I, I forget if she even says anything, like, I'm so glad you're, I forget what it is. But then it cuts to, like, the creepiest end credits. Yeah. Where she, she's like, I'm so happy you're home. And she, like, smiles at the scene. And she's already had some creepy smells. Brianna, you're, you're doing it perfectly. Right. It's uncanny. <laughs> um, and she just smiles. But then through the entire credits, she's just, like, holds the smile and she gets and shaky yes. it makes me think of the joker doesn't yes. it make you think of the joker absolutely and like, like, like he Ledger. strained trying yeah. so hard and then just tears start flowing out of her eyes like it is just it's so uh-huh. and it's i have no idea how long it is but it has to be at least like three four minutes long oh, it has to be I mean, other it, than the monologue, again, that's like the scene that's going to stick with me because just that yes. Mia Goth's acting is just like amazing. Yes. And I watched all of it. Like, oh, as I she was too. doing, I just stared at her face, making these awful, this awful smile. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's brutal. Uh, so I guess fun fact for that one, um, that wasn't planned or in the script, but T.I. West just refused to call cut at the end. So Mia Goth just like went with it. And like, I think at one point I, di- I didn't really catch it, but I do think at one point you kind of see her like look over like what's happening, but also maintains the smile. So he kind of like forced that moment. She totally just went with it. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> I think did, great wasn't ending. she kind of a writer in the movie too? Like she was. She? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she was credited as a writer for it. Okay. Cause yeah. Like, so she's, she's fully invested. I feel like. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I, we can talk a little bit about the, the making of it. So I guess the, this whole story kind of started as a joke and like, just kind of like a way to prepare for X. Um, because I actually, I did not catch this. Mia Goth plays Pearl in X as well. She is the old lady. Yes. I didn't I, know that. I, I didn't know that either because there's so much makeup, but she also plays like a different yeah. character. Yes, like because she plays Maxine, who's yeah, like, uh, you know, regular young Mia Goth. Right. But she plays Pearl, who's the old lady. I, I didn't know that, but it's her. Oh, I didn't <laughs> um, know that. Yeah. So while they were making X, just as kind of like a like character prep, I think Mia Goth started coming up with a story for Pearl and who she was and why she was the way that she was in this farmhouse. So they kind of just did it as like character prep. But then during the filming of X, they had to quarantine because it was right as COVID um, started. And then they had like the mandatory two week quarantine and T.I. West and Mia Goth just kind of did it almost for fun. Like, let's just write the story to see what it would look like. And they ended up Mm. writing like basically the whole movie. Um, yeah. of Pearl and they pitched it to A24 because both of them are A24 films and they greenlit the project. They were like, yeah, sure. Like, why not? Like, let's do it. Um, So she, yeah, she was super involved in the making of the movie okay. and they started filming Pearl just like a couple weeks after they finished X. So they basically just filmed them back to back. That's okay. pretty cool. actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. I feel like that's cool just to see people who like legitimately just really loved probably doing what they were doing and you know right. just came up with stuff on their own and it's really fun when you know the actors get to play with it because I feel like you can see it like she was so invested in the movie yeah mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I think it made it made her acting even better oh yeah. totally but, but yeah so that's that's how they came up with the idea because I I will say so this is where I feel like we need we should probably talk a little bit about x 
mm-hmm. and Pearl. We don't we don't need to talk about it too much because maybe at some point we'll talk about X. I think but we need to. Mm-hmm. They they are both very good movies and they are both just very unique, I think. But personally, I felt like Pearl was a little bit of a second thought. So knowing the history mm-hmm. of how it was made, it makes it makes sense. Like I feel like X to me, there was just this like je ne sais quoi. There was just this like I agree. X yeah. factor, actually. Ah, <laughs> Lack ah. of a better word. Like, All right, it, we're doing X and that's going to be the title. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, it, it just was, but but then yeah. Pearl was good, but like I wanted it to be as good as X and for me, it was not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have to do something different than we usually do because this has never happened to me. But I really did not like this movie. Oh, like at all. Really? And that oh. I feel weird saying it because I am the person who likes every movie. Like oh, I can I find it. something mm-hmm. in every movie that I like. And I just didn't like this movie. <gasps> okay. Well, what was it? I, I, I thought I would like let us get through mm-hmm. like the recap, but I don't, it just, it, it made me feel uneasy, but not like in a good mm. scary way, but just in like a, mm-hmm why am I watching this kind of way? Like, where is this going? Like, what, what is this movie? Like I kept having these moments where I was like, is this all just about her killing her parents? Like, is that going to be this whole movie? Like, is there more? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It just, it felt like it didn't get anywhere for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like like the watching process. Okay. Interesting. Like oh. I didn't enjoy it. Huh. I wonder if the psych will change your mind. Yes. See, Should and we, that's, that's what I thought. Is because a lot mm-hmm. of times that happens where I won't be like a huge fan. I like the movie, but then we talk about it and I'm like, okay, wait, I think I love this movie. I just, yeah. So I was like, maybe that this happens with every movie. <laughs> maybe this podcast, the rest of it will like help me switch a little but i just thought i had to say something because that's the first time this has ever happened i think when we give our our um sips i feel like this it's we're gonna have more to say when we rate the movie than i think we normally do because we do you have to talk about x it's a prequel to it first if you went into it thinking about it at least all three of us did you know so okay yes i think our i think our ratings will be will Mm -hmm. be a little more um, in depth. All right. Well, for now into the psych. Yes. All right. So I went a bit different this time. Oh, and we should give a disclaimer. Um, Brianna, do you want to give this? Yes. (laughs) Just remember she is not a real doctor, but it's okay because these are not real people. So she is not diagnosing real people. Yes. Everyone. (laughs) These are all just opinions for all fictitious. So normally I try to get like some overall themes and multiple characters. I did nothing except go just into Pearl on this one. That's fair. So this is a deep dive into just the main character. I'm not talking about anybody else. Sweet. So I, I think just some background we have to take into account. So Pearl has this repressed upbringing. She's got this very strict and cold mom, and recently, this catatonic father. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I almost wonder if maybe he was a bit of an absent father even before he was impacted by the Spanish flu. Mm, yeah. Um, and she has just this dissatisfaction with her life. She's got this great ambition, but there's no way for her to um, reach that in her current circumstances. Mm-hmm. And this is where I had wrote down, does she have wonderful imagination or just is it delusion? There. No. And then Pearl has also gone through a lot of trauma. We've got world war. Yes. We've got a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We have a disabled father. We have the hardship of keeping her farm going. Yeah. Uh, so she, poverty, really. I mean, she can't even spend two cents to go to a movie because that's they have no income, really. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm trying to decide if I want to talk about her diagnoses first or parasite let's go with diagnoses first cool all right so i've got a couple so typically a murderer might be diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder and we've talked about that in some of our prior podcast episodes but with pearl i'm going a different route y'all i think she has borderline personality disorder Hmm. okay So Pearl enjoys hurting defenseless beings. She fantasizes about killing her parents. She's very impulsive in her destruction. Um, She lies. She has repressed sexuality, explosive anger, and resentment. Do we feel like that's all like Pearl? I think she ticks uh, every single one of those boxes. So let me tell you about what borderline personality disorder. Now, most people with borderline personality disorder do not become, would you call it parasite? So parasite is the act of killing one's parents. Matricide and patricide uh is parasite. Mm -hmm. Most people that have borderline personality disorder are not going to perform parasite. Yes. However, I think Pearl encapsulates this. Yes. So... Um, borderline personality disorder, she has this pervasive pattern of unstable relationships with other people, of her own self-image, of her own moods. She has marked impulsivity, which mm-hmm. we see with Pearl. She just wants to hurt oh, someone. Yeah. She does it. Um, and it begins in her early adulthood, and it's present in a, a variety of contexts. Mm. So um, she has to have five of of certain things. I'm going to list the five that I think Pearl has. Um, She has these frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment. So I think one of the things she even talks about, she has this need to be loved in her monologue. She talks about like something in her is missing, but that she also has this like desperate need to be loved and accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a pattern of unstable and intense interpersonal relationships. Which (laughs) is characterized by alternating between extremes of either of either like devaluing the person or idealizing the person. I think we get a little bit of both. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, She has some identity disturbance. So she has this unstable image of herself. Um, She is impulsive in at least two areas. The two areas I feel like Pearl is impulsive is sexual. Yeah. And also spending. Like her family mm. is about like they can't afford food and she decides to spend those two cents on the movies. Yeah. Like we don't really see it with substance abuse or, you know, other reckless things, but we do see mm-hmm. it with like the spending 
it is reckless actually because she's she's kind of selfish yeah yeah (laughs) oh that's gets into my second diagnosis um we also see just this um inability to like regulate her own mood like she's just extremes yeah (laughs) yeah chronic feelings of emptiness pearl just feels like she has nothing to live on so we've already gotten beyond five but she's still got them inappropriate intense anger or difficulty controlling her anger definitely yeah yeah maybe like a little bit of that Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's there's a couple things that i didn't go over that would be included in the dsm for uh borderline personality disorder but like pearl has at least gotten five of them yeah 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 like solidly like, those five yeah. <laughs> so that's what i'm diagnosing with secondary what i'm also giving her is narcissistic personality disorder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which we have yeah. seen in this you know mm-hmm. post-trump world um, but basically she has this grandiose, grandiose, not grandiose, <laughs> grandiose sense of self-importance. Like she yeah. tells the, the she's cow, a star. She's a star. Cow, she is star. a star. And she is special. Like, oh. and really when you see her dancing, she's just twirling around a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's not a, she's not a dancer. I mean, no. Yeah. She's not got this great talent and she is no. pretty. But she's yeah. not like this great beauty, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just preoccupied with these thoughts of like unlimited success. Mm-hmm. Um, she believes that she's special, um, and that people can't understand her because she's so special. Up. <laughs> she requires excessive admiration. Yes. She's entitled. <laughs> um, she's interpersonally exploitative, so she takes advantage of other people's to get people's people to get what she wants <laughs> yes she doesn't have empathy no yeah <laughs> yeah she's envious of others uh, yeah <laughs> and she shows arrogance so basically she she takes every single box of the narcissistic personality disorder i think so yeah um but she's also got that borderline so i think most people would go for antisocial personality and she's got a lot of those but i don't think that those are her primary concerns hmm. i can mm-hmm. see that I really yeah. can. Mm-hmm. I would also say she has impulse control disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she she just, she has these things. Like, she's like, oh, I'm feeling kind of sexy. I'm going to go hump a scarecrow. Yeah. I'm feeling like I'm mad. I'm just going to stab someone. Like, she can't, she just thinks it and does it. She can't right. control those impulses. Yeah. But I think that's because of her her prominent borderline personality and narcissistic personality disorder. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And they do give her like the tiniest amount of self-awareness. You know, I feel like there are a couple of times where she mentions like, I think something's just wrong with me, you know, and she tries to blame like, oh, you know, growing up on a farm, you know, right. maybe something's just wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. She, she, there's like at the tiniest amount mm-hmm. of self-awareness that something's wrong, but, um, you know, not much effort to uh, fix it. Yeah. Well, and and that's why I wouldn't give her um any other more psychosis type of d- diagnoses mm-hmm. because she she is aware, like she's not mm-hmm. she's not hallucinating. She's not out of touch with reality. I mean, she has mm-hmm. zero empathy, but wow. she also is aware that what she's doing is not right, but only in that how it will affect her. Yeah. Like she doesn't care that she's doing wrong because it's wrong. She just Mm -hmm. cares she's doing wrong if it will then impact her. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, she likes it, right? I think that was mm-hmm. part of it. So she likes that it's wrong. She likes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or despite the fact that it's wrong either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I did a deep dive. Y'all, I read for like four hours on. Um, <laughs> so there was there was a couple main studies. One was by Hillbrand and one was by Myers. They were like 99 to 95. So they're a little bit old, but I feel like mm-hmm. they're really like just solid information mm-hmm. about parasite. Okay. Cause I know we talked about it a little bit with um Psycho because he kills his mom. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this is about killing your parents. Mm-hmm. So I have some information. Oh you. yes, please. I like it's talk <laughs> okay. So parasite is fairly rare. It's about two percent of ho- of all homicides. Okay. Yeah, I guess so, that's good. You know, people aren't just going out and killing their parents. Right. So you think about like all of the types of murder that they, there are. Killing your parents is very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, it is men mm-hmm. that, that kill their parents mm-hmm. instead of women. Um, it typically happens inside the home. Oh, so okay. if you're going to kill your parents, you're going to kill them at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, um, the perpetrators don't flee, which is really interesting. So most of the time, oh. like the, the the kid that kills the parents stays there. Like they don't like yeah. run away. They like hmm. kill their parents and then they're just like, okay, well, here I am. I'm going yeah. to deal with this now. Right. Yeah. Definitely got that with Pearl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. She just stays there. Hey, Howard. Welcome home. Hey. <laughs> welcome home, honey. Want, want some dinner? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the most common methods with, of, of parasite in the U S are blunt force, stabbing, firearms, or asphyxiation, which we see with Pearl. Okay. Uh, arson, would you call it arson? Putting your mom on fire? Yeah. Okay. Um, we do see stabbing with pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see asphyxiation. That's mm-hmm. how she kills dad. Yeah. Yep. So, like, weapons are less common in parasite than in other murders, which mm. suggests that parasite is one of those spur of the moment things. Rather than premeditated, it's like this stuff has been building for so long and then they just do it. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go get a gun. I'm going to shoot them. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there are different motivations. Um, maybe I should talk about the different types of parasite. Okay. First I'll talk about the different types and then I'll talk about the motivations. Um, so there's two different types of parasite. One is psychotic mm-hmm. and one is reactive. Mm. So psychotic parasite would happen when the kid has, or the the child, has a history of chronic psychotic illness. Um, so typically, mm-hmm. most adults with severe mental illness do not kill a parent. Um, however, if if the ones that do typically have this history of the chronic mental illness, oh, okay, mm-hmm. um, they can be delusional about their parents. They're usually dependent on their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and they typically suffer just, yeah, from this prolonged mental, mental illness that has been evident for years before they actually mm-hmm. end up killing their parents. Risk factors. So let's see if we think Pearl has these. Lack mm-hmm. of financial independence. Well, yeah. Unemployment. Yeah. 
um, dependent or we talked about this before, enmeshed relationship with the parents. We talked about enmeshment with um, Crimson Peak. It means they're like, um, they're ha- they have this like blurring of boundaries. Oh, that's right. Okay. I would blurring say yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with her father. Yeah. <laughs> she has to clean her dad's dirty diapers. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And the uh, path. Yeah. The but bath, that's all that she has to yeah. bathe with him. I think that's her choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The diapers are like, okay, you know, whatever things happen in life, but right. the, the using his um used bath water to bathe in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. No, not essential. That's a blur of boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of times there's hostility and this uh, dependent aggressive relationship. Mm. Which I I think we see with the mom, not oh, as much definitely. As yeah. Yeah. Mom. Um, and then typically arguing happens right before the act of the homicide oh yeah (laughs) which we see in the mom's murder yeah (laughs) not so much the dad's um so there that's the that's psychotic parasite reactive parasite would be it's not psychotic it's in response to severe family dysfunction so like just this chronic intrafamiliar intrafamilial um conflict which i do think we have a bit with pearl but it's it's not like she's being abused like her mom is harsh Mm -hmm. she has to take care of her dad but i don't feel like it's this chronic yeah Mm -hmm. over the top conflict right kind of just what it was yeah Mm -hmm. um typically like usually reactive um killers of parents are in their teens which i think pearl's a little older than that yeah. Um, and they've usually just had a lot of uh, sexual, psychological, physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Most abused children do not kill their parents. Yes. <laughs> um, it's actually really, really sad if you look at the statistics of how many kids are abused by their parents. Mm-hmm. It's quite a large number. And then mm-hmm. how many kids then kill their parents? It's a very, very small number. Yeah. So most mm-hmm. most kids who are abused are not going to go on to kill their parents. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But that can be a motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So based on all that, I'm going to say Pearl was going through some psychotic. She did some, she did psychotic parasite. I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So some motives for parasite okay. would be there's, there's um, most, the highest um, reason for parasite um, at almost 50% is per, persecute, wait. Persecutory? How would you say that? Like it's persecution? Persecutory? Persecutory? Is that yeah. how you say it? Persecutory. All right. Cut sure. Persecuity. Persecuty. Persecuty. It's like I don't want to stop saying it. Like that's not a word I've said before, but like maybe that's a word. Persecutory. Persecutory. There we go. Sounds like charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Charcuterie board. Charcuterie board. I could go for one of those right now. That sounds really good. I bet that would pair really well with this red wine. All right. So charcuterie paranoid parasite is the most common. That's a lot of words. Um, and that's basically when, yeah, you've been abused by your parent mm-hmm. and then you are either paranoid or rightfully just worried about them hurting you again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kill them. Yeah. 
that's almost half. About a quarter of parasite is what I think happened with Pearl and dad. Even though Pearl is murderous, I feel like her motivation for killing dad was altruistic. Mm, mm -hmm. Because that happens when there is a chronically ill parent or they are living this life of misery. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, I know you don't want this. Yeah. And so dad didn't, I don't think he wanted to be murdered. But at the same time, I, I think Pearl's true motivation for killing him. I mean, part of it was like she wanted him out of the way, but part of it was... Mm -hmm. You don't deserve to live like this. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. It was also the blood. least aggressive and the least yes. gruesome. No, it really the was like you know? mm-hmm. the most gentle. Yeah. Well, she even whispered to him before she did it, you are loved. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I I as much as I think Pearl is psychotic and mm-hmm. um a monster, I also think she does in that one tiny area, she had yeah. a sense of empathy for her dad. And was like, you don't deserve to live like this anymore. And if yeah. I'm not going to be around to take care of you, it's just going to be awful for you. And mm-hmm. so here, I'm just going to take you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, and then other is the last quarter of reasons. Anything else. <laughs> and that can be like anywhere from attempts to break away from just domineering parents, which we feel <laughs> well, like Ruth is. Yeah. Being jealous. Mm-hmm. Having impulsivity and rage. Mm-hmm. That's Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then personality disorders, which again is Pearl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I will say with mom, it, it was almost an accident, right? I mean, she right. didn't intentionally set her on fire. No, it was didn't. more like she didn't exactly take her to a doctor to get right. help or do anything after. But you can't almost say it was... That that one was almost an accident. I agree. But see, but I think though, she had days to get yeah. mom help. Absolutely. And yes. So the mm-hmm. act of not getting mom help, mm-hmm. that was the not the lighting on fire. That but was also, back then there there probably wasn't anything they could have done for her. And mm-hmm. she probably knew that. Like yeah. not only are they in a pandemic, mm-hmm. so the hospitals would be forked, but like there, mm-hmm. there wouldn't have been treatment for burn victims then. Yeah. Not of that severity. Point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. And like, I mean, I, I think um, not a lot of people are super sympathetic on like Germans, which her mom kind oh, of mentions. Totally <laughs> wouldn't have Because her mom o- almost exclusively speaks German. Yeah. Yeah. To her. Like, you know, we're supposed to get that, you know, she's very German. Is, right. Is where she's coming from. So, I mean, at that, I mean, I, I definitely think maybe something could have been done oh, for sure and it happened during an argument but i i do think you can almost say that one was an accident i agree yeah or a little bit like altruistic too and that like i'm just gonna let you die rather than having you suffer through these mm-hmm. right hospitalizations where people are just going to discriminate against you and yeah, yeah. Or where you'll yeah. contract the flu mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, as a bonus she doesn't really i mean she literally tells a projectionist right like i just wish they would die right <laughs> like it was definitely a combo so of, it uh, back to those like fan- her. Yeah, yeah it gets back to those fantasies of your of your parents dying yep. um so it's it's interesting to like think of if mom hadn't lit on fire mm-hmm. would pearl have found a different way to kill her kind of like she did with dad yeah or was yeah. it her mom accidentally dying where she was like okay I, now i gotta get rid of my father 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, if yeah, her like mom hadn't have died, she may not have killed either of them. Mm-hmm. And the projectionist probably wouldn't have died because she would never would have brought him home. Right. Oh my yeah, god. If mom wasn't locked away, it's like almost what, dead. Mm-hmm. It's like what comes first, the chicken or the alligator egg, which we also saw Pearl crush with. Oh, yes. We didn't talk yes, about that. Yes. I thought she was going to do something with because she she goes, she takes I thought she was going to eat she it. hides it. I, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Is she going to, in my mind, I was like, is she going to raise this baby alligator as a new alligator pet? Yeah, I thought she was going to like eat no. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see, I was thinking she was going to like, I don't know, make her, her like put it in her dad's bed or something or like do something uh, yeah. really fucked up yeah. with it. Hide, um, takes it, hides it just to crush it in her hands later. Yeah. 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 yeah right, more, wrong. I have a couple more stats. Okay. So most people that commit parricide do not go on to commit other uh, violent crimes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, But with Pearl, we know she does. And that's why she's a bit more than just this either psychotic or reactive parricide. She is. She is. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm saying parasite. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. But she she does go on to kill other people yeah. um, in this movie and then the next, which we know. <laughs> yes. It's um, almost like it opened the door. Like killing yeah. mm-hmm. parents opened the door. Yeah. So like who knows if it ever would have happened if she yeah. had. But it's like by killing her parents, it sparks something in her that she could no longer turn yes. off. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I think her mom was... Her strictness, I think, came from knowing the darkness that was in her yes. and trying to keep it at bay. So, yeah, yeah, I think yes. by her not being there to, you know, make her go do her chores and, you know, yep. be at home and stuff. Well, yeah. And then I also think, and again, we kind of talked about this codependency relationship in our Crimson Peak episode. I think then what ends up happening, and again, I know this is getting a little bit into X, is her husband becomes this enabler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she maybe doesn't go on, at least that we know of, on a a ton of killing sprees, but she does not get treatment, which I can Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what she should have had. Oh, yeah. So um, treatment for parasitical people people who have killed Mm -hmm. their parents um for pearl's case because i think that she was more psychotic type of parasite um basically hospitalization institutions um for long-term treatment um that would include pharmacological treatment medications Mm -hmm. that would include um therapy to reduce her intra-psychic conflict Mm. so she's like you can even see she's got this conflict between like she knows what's right but she doesn't care that it's right yes and then she knows it's wrong but all she cares about is that that's what feels good to her so Mm -hmm. kind of like trying to like reduce that conflict that she's experiencing Mm -hmm. yeah um also strengthening of her ego functions so um, the theory, I, I just was reading like all these old school articles. No, I love this. The theory behind um, underdeveloped egos lead to vulnerability for outbursts of aggression. And so um, underdeveloped egos happen when you have a deprived childhood. Oh. And these disintegrated family relationships, mm-hmm. which we go. have with Pearl. So. Yeah. Typical functions of the ego would be um, how you perceive the outside world, mm-hmm. 
your awareness of your own self, um, your ability to problem solve, mm-hmm. controlling your motor functions, which I don't, I mean, helps people with an X, fine. Yeah. Um, but your ability to adapt to reality, your memory, mm-hmm. how you reconcile conflicts of when you have these um, outbursts of impulses and ideas. Yeah, she's not very good at conflict management. No. Um, and how yeah. can you regulate your affect, which those are all things that the ego does. And I feel like we see Pearl struggling in every single one of those. Yeah. So Pearl, it's not your fault. There's reasons behind why you're doing what you're doing. Um. But if you have these, and this is one of the things that I wrote down in my notes originally, I feel like Pearl is just controlled by these like base instincts and these base Mm -hmm. drives, like sex and aggression. Yeah. Um, If you, you'll have these like lapses of control of your own ego, if, um, which will lead to like these primitive violence. um, And that can result from like traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. So if you have these kind of like, upbringing where you're not allowed to like be yourself and express yourself it can kind of lead to Mm -hmm. some of that Hmm. basically this deprived early environment can lead to these outbursts of violent aggression if you're if you're like predisposed to that yeah um and that homicide can just serve that like ego um form of like this self-destruction and so like it can displace kind of the aggression um, that you feel in yourself onto someone else. So like yeah. you have this aggression uh, so de- mm-hmm. deprived and then like releasing it onto someone else. Like that's kind of what homicide can serve that function. Yeah. For. Yeah. So that's kind of like the theory behind some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we definitely get um, some of that projecting on people like mm-hmm. the projectionist mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Mitzi. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And sadly, um, really, uh, people that have kind of this this pattern um, and that do fail to kind of conform to societal societal norms and that don't show remorse like Pearl, their um, their prospect, I guess, for returning to normal life and uh, reducing their violent acts is quite mm-hmm. poor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. if they don't get help. So I think that's why, you know, 70 years later or something, we see right. some problems that have come into Pearl uh, because she did not get the help she needed. And even if she did, it'd be very hard for her, her to live like a typical life. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that was a lot of things I saw. Oh, that was such a good dive. No, there was so much. You had to dive. dive. Mm -hmm. It was so fascinating to like look up what was going on with Pearl. No, she deserved a deep dive. Yeah, Yeah, she really did. She honestly, it is kind of impressive how much of the boxes she actually ticked. You know, (laughs) as as you as we were talking about it, I was like, oh my god! Like, did the actors look up? some of these I wouldn't articles. be surprised I do almost wonder mm-hmm. I would not be surprised. textbook almost but it didn't feel it when you're watching it you're mm-hmm. just like this feels right like what would happen yeah mm-hmm. but uh, yeah so good yeah no she perfectly fit all of that yeah yeah so there's my psych that was Love a good dive it. that was a good deep dive um okay do we want some quick 
this time in history. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. I don't have a lot for this one because of uh, the two big things, which were mentioned in the movie, everyone was at war and the people who weren't at war were probably sick with yeah. the Spanish. Spanish flu, which started in Kansas. Yes. It started in Kansas, everyone. It is not Spanish. Yeah. Why, why did it that? even get that name? It was because the first major outbreak was technically in Spain. Okay. But the first case was in Kansas. Yeah. Here in the I US. remember reading about that. Yeah. It's it should like be the how, Kansas flu. It's like how a lot of people with COVID or like with our COVID virus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of I would say ignorant people kept calling it a China virus just right. because originally I think mm-hmm. that might have been the first case, right? Yeah. But that's not where it got no that's not like where it happened like yeah now in this case they just straight up they were like spanish flu that sounds right it definitely sounds better than i mean it's here's the thing though it sounds sexier than the kansas flu right it does sound sexy like which one would you rather have i'd rather have the spanish flu yeah than the kansas flu yeah i don't want the corn flu that does sound worse i don't want the corn flu Anyway, sorry to all of our Kansas listeners. Um, oh, we love you, <laughs> Kansas. Sure it's <laughs> no, we just don't want your flu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those were obviously the two big things that were going on. Right. In 1918. Also, World War One ended. Okay. Right around then, as we get to see as well with Howard coming yep. home at the mm-hmm. end. Uh, so, in the U.S., Woodrow Wilson was president. Um, I didn't write down who was vice president. I'm not going to guess because we're not very good at that. Uh, what else is going on in the U.S.? The U.S. When it, uh, daylight savings went into effect. We Damn. decided yeah. to start doing that. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, daylight savings. <laughs> right? Like, we don't need it. We yes. don't need it. BS. <laughs> um, the U.S. post office officially began airmail service mm. just with, like, major cities like D.C. and, like, Philly. Um, I feel like we get a lot of post office fun facts on this. Yeah. On this I mean, podcast. it is it is my dream. I don't know if spooky sippers know this. My goal in life is to someday work for the Midvale Post Office. Why? Wait, you don't know this, Eva? I don't know no, this. Oh man. How have I not um, heard? Why is this the first time hearing about this? This is a real thing. I guys, this is my dream, and I I am hand to bible if i believed in that <laughs> everyone that works at the midvale post office is hot uh, they're all hot and they're all happy i have had the some of the best days of my life days that i have gone into the midvale post office everyone is happy they are friendly they are genuine mm-hmm. i just think i don't know what they're doing there but like I want to work for the Midvale Post Office. I mean, have, how rate. many steps do you think they're getting every day? You know, that has to I be mean, part of it. I mean, I think they're getting a lot of steps, but also they look like supermodels. Like, mm. I don't understand some of my okay. mail carriers. I should just, like, upload some videos of my um, front door camera to show y'all. Like, they are, like, very sexy people. I don't get it. They're doing it different out there. Something yeah. is happening. And I live, I live in this like little suburb in outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. There is no reason it's for hot postal place. workers to be here. Yeah. But they are like, they like look like they should be on reality TV. They're beautiful. 
<laughs> and they're all very happy. I don't yeah. understand it. I will say every time I go to my local post office, and like this has been multiple times, every time I go to the post office here in Portland, I there is always just the wealthiest group of women who decide to go at the same time as me because Ooh. I will pull up to my post office because for some reason I keep needing to deliver things. And every time I go, I pull up my little Subaru and every other car is just luxury German engineering. Oh my God. It'll be like a three brand new Audis, a G wagon and like a Jaguar. And they all just rolled up to also drop off some mail. And it has been the last four times that I've gone to the post office. So I, There's I don't something. live in a, it's not a good part of Portland that I'm in. So I don't, I don't know what these people There's are doing. Something going on. There is but, some secret society, secret sexy society of the postal office. Something's going on circuit that we yes. need to somehow get in. on. I need to start going to the post so. office. I'm telling you, yes. like, people don't believe me, but I'm like, I'm in a good mood today. Why? Oh God. It's because I went to the post office. Yeah. Something is happening. Yeah. It's they're not, always, they're so nice. Every time I go to the post, they all have horrible reviews for some reason, but guys, they're trying their best. No, something makes me feel good about my soul, myself, my purpose in life. Every time I go to the post office. Okay. Okay. And it's only this mm. post office though. So maybe this and your, your rich woman post office. Who are these people? I don't know. We got to figure this out. It's a conspiracy. I'm not into most conspiracies, but I'm into this one. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you heard it here first. Sorry, something's going on the rest of us again. So that was a tangent. (laughs) I don't even know where I was. Um, uh, Let's see what else was there. Oh, I looked up, okay, top films in 1918. This is my last fun fact for this time in history. Uh, One is Mickey, not the mouse. It's about like an orphan. Um, Stella Maris was another top movie. The first Tarzan movie titled Tarzan of the Apes was released in 1918 and a dog's life starring Charlie Chaplin. All of them oh, silent oh, movies were nice. Nice. 1918. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, are we ready for a rating? Stop. When you laugh, I laugh. I can't help it. It's fine. This is a comedy <laughs> podcast. Sometimes. Sometimes. Anyways, I was going to say, maybe that's a good segue for our ratings. Yes. It is. Yes. I love it. Spooky <laughs> sips. We don't give stars. We give sips. So, yeah. ladies, out of five sips, how many are you giving Pearl? This one was kind of a tough one to, to rate. For mm-hmm. me, I can go first. And I don't, I, I'm going into this not having a rating already in mind. Okay. Because I I love the demented Disney princess. I I, I actually really enjoyed yeah. that this movie started and I immediately caught that. Like that, I wrote it down immediately. I was like, she is a Disney princess. She's wishing upon a star. She, you know, it it's great. But you have to compare it to X just because I watched it and I went into expecting it. It's this, you know, it's the same main actress, same director, writer, et cetera. And I don't think it was as good yeah. as mm-hmm. X. I think for me, it was also very slightly long while I liked the monologues. I think mom's monologue could have been a little shorter. And I think Pearl's monologue could have been a little shorter. I think yeah. any movie over 90 minutes needs to earn its length. And this one was like, you could cut like a little bit, maybe yeah. like a little bit. Um, so I think for me, I think this is like a three and a half 
six okay. out of five, three and a half. I, I enjoyed a lot of it, but I think there were things that could have been better. Okay. So I, there's so many parts of the movie that I did love. Like I love the monologue. I love the colors. Mm-hmm. I actually, it just did not live up to my expectations. So mm-hmm. I'm giving it a two and a half. <gasps> okay. I know that's a little low, but I, I don't know. I would watch, I would watch X again. I wouldn't watch Pearl again. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I really liked her in it and I loved the discussion we've had, but mm-hmm. I feel like it just slightly missed the mark for me. Yeah. This did yeah. make me want to watch X again. It did make me yes. want to watch X. And yes. if any, I do think it makes X better. Yes. yes. Because you get more background. Yep. So, but again, that doesn't say much about Pearl. If anything, that makes X better. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know. I'm torn because I really didn't like this movie. So that's all right. I, I think like, I almost want to give it a one, but that might (gasps) be too harsh. So I'm going to give it a one and a half. You give it what you want, girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a one and a half. Do you want right. to do you want to expand any more on why you think it gets the one and a half? I think because for me, I can find something that I enjoyed about a movie. Like I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. So like even if it wasn't the best movie, even if it didn't come together perfectly, like there were components that I enjoyed out of it. Like this one, I just did not enjoy the ride. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't enjoy the ride. So I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably will never watch it again. And I don't even know if I would recommend it. Yeah. And for me, that's the real test. Is yeah. Like, there are some movies where I'm like, okay, this wasn't my favorite movie, but I would recommend watching it. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I would recommend this to people. Yeah. I, I just yeah. don't think I would. So. I do, I do think... Out of the three, or at least more than me, I think you just enjoy horror, like act like the actual genre of horror movies. We do a I lot do. of spooky movies, which includes a lot of things, you know. Yeah. I do think Pearl is not scary. It's yeah, not and scary. I love horror. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if that's part of it. Pearl is not I there was one jump scare that I noted, which I think was a when she goes into the corn, a crow pops out and we yeah. get yeah, like a little jump me. scare. And that was fun. I liked it. But I, I think that was kind of it in terms yeah. of moments where I felt that was it. scared. No, you're right. I think it's that not is. a scary movie. Even nope. even the gore was um repulsive, but not scary. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of it was the the technicolor of it all, the the Disney fying of it. Mm-hmm. It yes. makes it not scary. It's yeah. you know, where like, instead of getting like a like a juxtaposition between the colorful right. and super scary. I don't think we got scary dark enough. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that, that's kind of why for me, it's also, yeah, below that three, which would be a go mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So next time on Spooky Sips, we are going to watch What Lies Beneath. And we will also have our very first guest star. (laughs) So tune in next time to see who our special guest star is. 
and watch What Lies Beneath if you haven't seen it yet. That one, I can already say, is a great movie. So get watching and get sipping. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Spooky Sips. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. To stay up to date on all the spooky things we're up to, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at SpookySips underscore podcast. And if you want to help support the podcast, consider buying us a coffee or really a cocktail. We are completely independent, so every little bit goes a long way to keeping our podcast running and improving. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks.